Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters. Find out more about how you can support us at patreon.com slash sunranto and get the show early and ad-free. Plus, there's perks at every single level. So join today at patreon.com slash sunranto and uh, you'll be delighted with what you get in return. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old self years out at the game Let's go Covey Sunranto With Michael Sunranto And Crawley Sunranto and the lovable loser Sunranto With Michael Sunranto And Crawley Sunranto and the lovable losers Sunranto the Padres. Is that a California thing? Do you think you got to use a Swiffer for California? Yeah, you, you do. There's a, there's a, it's, it's very windy there. Things blow around. There's dust everywhere. And the Swiffering has been completed. There's a lot of dust on your Swiffer. Well, I think you a, got called out for a dirty broom last time, but this time, ooh. Hey, that's because I've been cleaning. The dirt is better in the broom than on my floor. And the dirt is better on the Swiffer. Then actually, I should change my Swiffer pads, I guess. But you know, um, <laughs> I've been cleaning. I've been cleaning up, um, and the Cubs have been cleaning up. So, uh, man, that was unexpected. Yeah, right. Like the best team in the National League coming in are suddenly not the best team in the National League. And is it possible that that belongs to the Chicago Cubs? I mean, the record's not quite there, but. I mean, we're kicking the shit out of some West Coast teams. I mean, we were well, the one thing that we can historically the one terrible thing we can, to really great is what happened right now. Right, and, and and the one thing you can say without a doubt, we don't know if they're the best or not, but one thing we can say for certain, they are the hottest team in baseball right now. Yeah, that th- that's absolutely true. I mean, they're nine and one in their last ten. And it's just like, uh, you know, what for all the, the terribleness of the beginning of the season where you're just like, well, I guess they're going to sell all their superstars. Guess Chris Bryant's the only good player. Like, I mean, all those things that we were thinking, like, all kind of – we were talking at the game last night, Crawley, about, like, that how much of a surprise some of these guys. Like, before going into the season, we're like, this bench is just dog shit. 
this uh, this bullpen, bullpen. I don't know what to make of it. And yeah, yeah, and then like those end up being the strengths. You have all your stars go down with injuries, and it gets better. I mean, yeah. you know, come on now, that's pretty cool. And you got a bunch of guys you never heard of unless you watch a lot of minor league baseball come up and perform. And guy after guy after guy has been lights out. And um, I don't know. Let's just fingers crossed. Hope it continues. You know, you, if you would take a time machine and I go back to, to to spring training and said, "Hey, this is Crawley from the future, man. You know who's really going to be helpful for this team? Patrick Wisdom." I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, Patrick? Matt Duffy's really going to be an integral part of this team. What? Yeah. Like, what Jake, the, yeah, not only really would you say that, impressed. you might you might ask who the fuck is Patrick Wisdom? I mean, <laughs> you might have seen him. You might have actually seen him at spring training, but nobody who didn't go to spring training knew who the fuck Patrick Wisdom was. Yeah, it's it, it, and I mean we saw him a little bit last year, I think, right? I mean, yeah. we saw him when he was with the Cardinals a few years ago, and then he picked up with uh, the Diamondbacks. I forget, or maybe he was in the I don't know. Who cares? Either way, he's with us now, and it and th- the three home runs, you know, basically just looking like some superstar. I mean, it I reminds think, I think me. He's of, got four. Well, three home runs like this week, right? Oh, <laughs> I mean, just in okay. the last series. I mean, it might have four total, right. but but just the fact that you know he would come up and you know one thing I do kind of worry about is that is this like a, a Robel Robel Garcia kind of situation? And it may very well be that this guy comes up and he impresses right away, and then they're like, oh, just throw him an inside slider, and he can't hit it, and you know, there's his weak span. They figure it out like they did with Robel, just like you know. He was well, swinging it, out of his shoes. And the everything. difference with Robel Garcia, though, is he was a younger player with not like a huge book out on him. You know what I mean? Like, like we were talking about, Patrick Wisdom has been in the league, but all you can do is keep riding the hot hand. We've been saying this the whole time. Next guy up is got to perform. You got your chance. Do as much as you can while you're there. Uh, Danny, you were talking. The Cubs are nine and one their last ten. Like I said, hottest team in baseball. Three game winning streak sweep. They right now currently have a one game lead over the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Milwaukee three behind Cincinnati and Pitt fading quickly. Is, yeah. is St. Louis playing tonight, or is this an off day for them? They they are playing tonight. They're playing They're tonight. Playing the Dodgers. So, so we had a good so chance. It could be a half game. A game and yeah, half game or a game and a half game. They've half. been keeping kind of pace. And uh, Joe Kilgallen writes in our good friend Joe. He says wisdom should have five, and the wind knocked one down. I mean, he looks he looks kind of bigger. I don't know. Is that possible yeah. that he he got bigger? I mean, no, I, I'd like to look it's at. Always, other, I mean, it's always possible for these guys. Because when I saw him, when I saw him, uh, you know, this week, you know, because uh, I was at the game, so he didn't look that big to me. He looked like this tiny little, you know, ant from the bleachers. But uh, when I watched uh, some of the recap, um, I was like, oh, he's big. Like he's bigger than I thought of him as being. Um, so before we get too far into it, I want to announce, because it's very important, because tomorrow night, Thursday night, June 3rd, at midnight, it will be the last you can buy t- uh, group tickets for our tailgate with Club 400 on September 18th. It's going to be a big party. And so far, we got, we've got we sold like 50. Like I say we roll in deeper, more like 75. Let's get 100 people. We'll take over two tailgating spots. It'll be just insanity. So uh, get your tickets. You have until tomorrow night. Of course, you can still come to the tailgate part of it if there's room for you. Uh, but, it, you know, and you get your own tickets and stuff. But I think it'd be more fun if we all went in together. And, uh, and yeah, I got to get one. in there and I got to get in there and buy one. I, I already totally bought forgot. you one. I already bought you one. 
Yeah, I was gonna more. buy. I was gonna buy one for my wife. Oh, no, she my can't. wife. She can't come. She's bad luck at ball games. We lose all the games she comes to. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I, you're, no, you may be right. I have no. Yeah, I don't I know. Have no I, I'm just making right. the whole shit up my ass. Yeah, in, in, I think there's only games, been one. In games where uh, Michael, uh, Michael's wife and I are at the same game, the Cubs are one and zero. That's just a fact. Okay, uh, right. that is that is true. Um, and then I don't know if Carly, were you at the when when the Cubs played the Cardinals at John Baker Day? We went to that one, and I can't remember if the Cubs beat the Cardinals that day or not. Wasn't it a doubleheader? I can't remember. Did we went to the two games. I mean, God, I, we, I don't think we went to two games. I, but I do remember we went to G G Man and got lit. So. That's that sounds like us. And uh, so I didn't. <laughs> I just dropped a link in the chat. It's you go. Uh, how's how you get tickets? Disgusting. You go to uh, drop a link. Go to club. <laughs> you go to club four hundred cubs dot com. That's the club four hundred website. Club four hundred cubs dot com forward slash donate. And what you do is you donate fifty bucks for every ticket you want, and that will include your ticket. And uh, some food and a uh, little beer, little Club 400 beer specifically that mm-hmm. we'll have in kegs. And then, um, you know, it doesn't include your parking. You got to get your own parking. You got to do all that stuff yourself. Um, if you want anything else, you know, besides basic food and beer, you got to bring it. BYO, baby. So come, yeah, buy it. Every We've got like 50 so far. And I just, I just, I know that we could get 75 or 100. I know we can with this last push. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's talk. I, I, okay. I heard a rumor. You heard a rumor. I heard a rumor. Wait, a rumor or a conspiracy? It's a, well, a, I don't know. Conspiracies. No, I think it's, yeah. Or let's call it a conspiracy because it's more cub ish. But, uh, <laughs> That, you know, I know everybody's been saying, oh, I bet you 4th of July, they're going to open up. It'll be a big deal. I'm like, Tom Ricketts is not going to leave the money of two homestands on the table and try to get it higher than 60% capacity. Like, they're going to try to do it. So I heard a rumor that they are going to go full capacity by the next homestand. I saw a picture. Cardinals. I, I saw a picture today of the crowd. It looks, I, it doesn't matter. I don't know if that's 60%. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it looked a little closer to 69. Nice. nice. Yeah. I mean, it, it looked a little above. You know, um, I, I heard you, I saw that, I saw that in the, uh, whatchamacallit, I saw that in there, but, but, but what, what is being said right now, and Jesse Rogers reported on this, is that there's a lot of frustration with, with both Reinsdorf and Ricketts towards the city because they're they've not been approved. Oh, you you don't 100%. say. Yeah. <laughs> you and don't say the the two uh you know super powerful businessmen don't like the city where they play. Yep, and so they are frustrated because basically Illinois is going to be moving in its final reopening phase on June 11th. That allows businesses to operate at full capacity, but the city has to sign off before the Cubs and the White Sox can welcome crowds back. So as of right now, Lightfoot indicated on that July 4th would be kind of like a big opening day for the city type thing. That is such yeah. propaganda. That is such disgusting okay. propaganda to me because 60% capacity, I'm standing shoulder to shoulder with people at the troughs again, having people, cup snakes are back. Like full on cup snakes, like forming. Oh, everybody. They showed them on the. They showed them on the Padres broadcast yesterday. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The Cubs won't show them because they they're trying to stop them. Uh, but uh, you know, it's just bullshit. 
I mean, I'm just going to say it's to not open now when we're already doing all the things that could that if COVID was still going would cause a massive problem like would cause massive problems likely, you know, but people are vaccinated. They're at least one shot in shit, you know, and if you're not, it's also outdoors, except for in the bathrooms and the gift shops and stuff like that. So I'm just saying I'm heard I'm hearing rumors against that, Crawley. If, if and I hope you I'm know what? Right. Tom Ricketts hopes you're right too. <laughs> you know, Ricketts I think it, right. I think they're going to do one of those. Uh, they're going to do a soft open. They're going to do a soft open, and then they're going to plan the grand opening for the July Fourth. All I can tell you is, as of right now, <laughs> as of right show. now, <laughs> season ticket holders have no information. We do not have our tickets for the next homestand. So the Cubs and the White Sox are both pushing very hard to get 100% capacity by the next homestand. Again, you, you you know, we don't have to go into the history of the, of owners versus uh, people in charge of the city, but that that's the issue right now. Nephinim. Uh, on Twitter says Lightfoot is only holding out that the attention is on her. I mean, I I do think that it's like never waste a pandemic. They're all going to be the same and they're going to try to, you know, on, on July feel. 4th, she can get a day game at Wrigley night game at White Sox. She'll throw out the pitch at both of them. Take the red line. It'll be a big deal. Yeah, and that's fine. She can get booed at two stadiums because that's what's going to happen if she does that. So, you know, and, and I'll be booing her. I mean, and she did fine also. Like, you know, it, it's it's a pandemic. It was hard. The city was erupting in chaos. You know, it was a hard year. I don't wish that on any mayor, you know, well, maybe a few of them. But but not, you know, what I'm saying is, like, it it's just dumb at this point. You know, it's just dumb because 60% and 100% outdoors it Wrigley Field when you're peeing next to a dude at the trough with dumb like uh they got little dividers and I'm like what am I doing with this divider like do I normally just turn to the guy <laughs> while I'm pissing and like blow at his face or something well, like- you know what Danny you should not be bitching about that that's a fucking wonderful thing give me the divider well, do you know what the it's dividers still a trough. Do you know what the dividers <laughs> are doing divider. that are making people do is they they want to hide. Everybody's pee shy to some extent, you know, because uh, you know I'm not. I'm, I'm not. No, but that's what I've seen. Yeah, I'm not at all. So it I'd be in like, the bleachers, but they'd kick me out. It means that I go in and like all these dudes are like cramped over to the one side, you know, and I'm just like eh, just waving my <laughs> waving my willy in the air, just like you know standing back, you know, writing my name. <laughs> like it's just. <laughs> but I, I I will tell it's, you it's it, the other part. It, it's it, Danny. We went last night after the game. We went to uh, uh, Sheffield's, and it's just everything just feels disjointed. Nobody's really sure what everybody's doing, what the rules are. I think we're like in this weird middle ground phase where we feel like everything should be normal, but it's still not normal when you go to bars, when you go to ball games. Like we were at the we were in the bleachers last night. We didn't wear our masks at all. Uh, we weren't in the vaccinated section. Uh, yeah, it, it, remind, it reminds me of last. Uh, last March and early April when literally nobody knew what was going on. Like we're in the same phase. We're just going kind of the other direction. Like last March and April, we were trying to figure out, should we wear the mask? Where should we wear the mask? What should we be doing in getting to that? And then now we're in the exact same phase, but it's going the other way. Like, where should we take it off? You know, yeah. what place is safe and all that stuff. Well, and, and as long as they politicize it and make it this big fucking thing, then none of us have any fucking clue. And honestly, 
that's that's what gives me the most anxiety. It's not if they say everybody wear it, fine. Nobody wear it, fine. Fine. Just the fucking anxiety of not knowing what I'm and, supposed and they, to do. And they're making they're making the bars uh, specifically around the Wrigley Field bar. We have a lot of friends that work at the bars in the area. We go to a lot of the bars. They're making the bars be the bad guy. So they've got these general guidelines. And they said, okay, you can go full, full capacity, um, you know, if you are completely vaccinated and you check vaccination cards and that's what it is. Or you can be, you know, you can let whoever in and do what you want, but you're only at this much capacity. Well, we were at Murphy's the other day and I don't want to call anybody out and I don't know what their capacity is. It's probably quite large. It's a gigantic bar, but nobody was wearing masks in there. Everybody was just hanging out. Our Vax cards were not checked at the door. Um, and they barely checked our IDs because we look old. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then so that was like that in the world. And Sheffield's was like that as well. So yeah, he's like, uh, you look old enough and I don't care if you die. And I don't really care if you get COVID. <laughs> and, and, you know, <laughs> exactly. Um, but, but, you know, so there's what I'm saying, what I'm seeing is that there are some bars that are taking it very seriously and following the guidelines to the point of, you know, not allowing unvaccinated people who can prove their vaccination status into the bar and other people are just like, I don't give a fuck, yeah. <laughs> you know, is, is that, is how it is, you know, and it's, and they're making the bars decide one by one, what kind of vibe they want at their and, thing. And is, honestly, that's how it's been the whole fucking pandemic. Time, yeah, it's you true. know, it's like, it's, it's all these people just, you know, half the, there's, and, it, and I don't even want to say half the people, I think 80, 80, easily 80% of the people, we're trying to do the right thing, um, maybe not doing it real well, but trying at least. And then there was just like 20% is like, I don't give a fuck. Um, no, but I did piss off my first person by wearing a mask today. I annoyed my first like, person. Pandemic's over, jerk. <laughs> no, no. I, I went into a place and they said, are you vaccinated? And I was wearing my mask, you know, like go indoors. I just throw it on. And they're just like, are you vaccinated? I said, yes. Well, then you don't have to wear a mask. And I said, that's fine. I'm going to anyway. And she goes, no, you don't have to wear it. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm wearing it. And yeah. she was like, but sir. And I'm like, I'm wearing it. And it's the so. star bellied sneetches all over again. Yeah. It's just like that Dr. Seuss book. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by the Locker Room app, where Sun Ranto hosts a show every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Time. On the Locker Room app, when you follow Sunranto Show. Uh, well, it's a sports-only talk platform where you can join into the conversation and be heard. Uh, it's free, and it's only for iOS users right now. And all you got to do is download the Locker Room app in the iOS store. You create your own profile, you link to Twitter, and you join, like, the Cubs group or the MLB group or there's groups for all sorts of sports teams. So check it out. Uh, download the Locker Room app on the iOS app store and uh, we'll see you at 6 p.m. where this week we're going to be talking about, um, I guess, uh, unwritten rules in baseball. So that's a, and so come in and come on in and join the conversation. We'll have a great time. We might even start doing some watch parties in there. It's a cool little platform. It's kind of like, uh, you know, just it's kind of just like a chat room, a good old fashioned party line. So come on in and download the Locker Room app and we'll see you at 6 p.m. this week and every week for the rest of this year. 
Well, um, we were talking about the Cubs Cardinal homestand. Uh, Ryan Tapera uh, was recognized as the reliever of the month of dude. May. Uh, Who thought? Oh, Who hold thought? on. Did Jim Canavan just, he literally, right before you said that, wrote recognized. Did you, did somehow, did we share the uh, the script with Jim Canavan? Yeah, that was crazy. He wrote I, recognized I, and Crawley's like, Tapero was recognized as, as the best reliever. <laughs> Jim Canavan yep. says, yep. <laughs> he's, so, he, uh, he's from the future. That that was the um, you know Tapera especially has been great all month, but that that one that really just blew everyone away was the bases loaded, no outs against the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are scuffling. They they lost uh, their best pitcher and arguably one of the best in baseball in Jack yeah. Flaherty because of an oblique, and that's going to take a bit. I'm not going to sit there and cry for the Cardinals because the, the <laughs> Cubs have have had plenty. Of, no, because you know, they're going to bring somebody better than him up. That's what I'm fucking worried about. Rizzo Rizzo was back on when we went to the game on Tuesday, so that was exciting to see him back. But uh, Trevor Williams went to Illinois, the IL. Oh yeah, no, we 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 talked about that when you were. Uh, no, uh, he's trying to get you to do the drop. Come oh. on. Oh, that's on Danny Crawley. You you fucking set him up. You set it, yeah. and then you stopped talking. Yeah, like you waited for it. <laughs> and yeah. Danny's like, "Oh, I get to talk." Well, no, and here's the thing: is like Trevor Williams went to Illinois, and then uh, they bring up Cole Stewart, who starts on Monday, and I mean. We didn't really know what to expect out of this guy either. You know, I know that people are high on this guy's arm and that, you know, he's been impressive. And he was picked very high in the draft, you know, his fourth uh, right behind uh, KB, actually. It was, uh, you know, uh, just a few guys behind KB. So, you know, obviously there was promise for this guy's career at one point and, you know, he knows how to pitch. But did you think it was going to go that well? <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking, look at this. Oh God, we have, we're losing our starting pitcher, and you know, not that he's good, but you know, and this guy just came in like Trevor. Who? Like, why? Were right? You- is, is is he going to get Wally Pipped? <laughs> I mean, right. or like something, or you know, I mean, the way you need you need more uh, arms anyway, because you know, Ross is only leaving these dudes out there for 60, 70 pitches a lot of the time, except for a couple of them. Um, you know, Alzali, they've been a little bit tender with this whole time then they've stretched him out a little bit longer like today and then you and then um the same with davies he's only going 60 right. 70 pitches well third time then, through they're not letting it happen yeah and hendricks hendricks will get a little bit of wee, leeway but when they start to shell him a little bit like they did the other night you know he leaves the game with 70 some pitches because they're not they're not gonna let him continue to get hit like that yeah especially so many close games yeah. but we were we were talking about the IL, good old Illinois. But look at the, I found this. This was a hilarious thing I saw right there. Tony Andraki wrote down the Cubs now have 13 players currently injured. Williams appendix. This was not on the IL, just injured. Williams appendix, Rizzo back, Bodie shoulder, Duffy back, Horner hamstring, Hayward hamstring, Marisnik hamstring, Mills back, Steele hamstring, McGill forearm, Romine wrist, Holder shoulder, and Wick. Wick <laughs> nice. Wick I love that the, he has an injury that rhymes. Hold Wick, with shoulder. The, Wick with an oblique. And the funny thing is our friend Randall Sanders said, 
one more outfielder and you'd be able to field the starting lineup in a stocked bullpen from that list. Oh, you totally could. You, could. you got Rizzo playing first, right? You got yeah. Bodie second, Horner shortstop, Duffy third. You got Romine catching. You got Hayward playing right, Marisnik playing center. You're just missing a left fielder. Yeah, that's all you and, need. Yeah. And you just from what I've heard, somebody. anybody can play out there. So you just fucking <laughs> you put one of those. I mean, that's that's where they put Strope that one time for yeah. you know a couple of outs Travis and that's. Wood. Travis Wood went out there, so you know, hey, put McGill out there or somebody fucking. Yeah, you can figure it out. He only gets to hit a few a game, and then uh, and the good news though is that Rizzo is back. He came back in the lineup yesterday because he knew we were going to the game, Crawley, and then uh, there and he wanted to see us or he wanted us to see him, and then um, uh, also it looks like Hayward and Marisnik might be back soon. Uh, because they even as soon as this next road trip to San Francisco, yeah, recording. Hayward was playing today in today, a in the minor league game. Yeah, <laughs> so that's good. Except for that, the team seems to be better without him. <laughs> except for the right field situation, you know, I've I've definitely noticed a big drop off having Ortega out there defensively. Um, but uh, but hitting wise, but he might be like a you know a twenty eight million dollar defensive replacement. You know, I mean, we've been worried about that for a long time, that that's how it was going to end up. And then he had that 2020 year. We're like, oh, this is the year Jay Hayes always wanted, we've always wanted him to have. And then that was it, you know. And and, and then and then he got hurt. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what he is like when he comes back, but it should be soon. And um, also, uh, other roster news, Cubs released Shelby Miller completely, and I guess they couldn't um, find anybody to take him or to trade for him. Like, he <laughs> – Pass through waiver. I, I don't know what happens to Shelby Miller now. So he's just, is that just over? No. Uh, yeah, I, I think he can, he can, they can pick him back up and put him on the thing. I think it's just, it's more for the player to have somebody, to you know, get the option find. to pick him up before he goes to the minors again. Or he could, I think after you've been DFA'd though, you can deny it and you could just become a free agent. But yeah, maybe that would be fucking Japan or something, you know. I mean, you know, but I yeah, that's, that's what uh, that's what Pedro Strope did. Yeah, he refused his assignment. Yeah, so we'll see because I mean Shelby might, you know, I don't know where he is in his life, you know. So we'll see what happens there. But the other Miller, Tyson Miller, I guess there's no worry. He's just in slipping through waivers, or I don't know where they are in that process. That just happened, but um, you know, I guess they figure if they got a guy like Cole Stewart, they don't need. Tyson Miller, I guess, but then try to trade him, I guess. That's what Brett Taylor said was going to maybe happen. And um, anyway, I, I we'll see. It's just – it's weird to have been like – because I know he was a promising arm, and now he's just going to be gone. Yeah. So, um, so. Um, th- that next line there, I put in there, Danny. All right, yeah, tell uh, me. I just – you know, I just wanted to kind of take the temperature here. Uh, Twitter has kind of turned around in the last week, right? It was all doom and gloom early in the season. Everybody's kind of down. Like, where are we going to go? This team's going to fucking suck. June 1st, uh, Crawley, I think you've talked about it a number of times. June 1st is a big date because if the Cubs are in last place right now or fourth place, even third, they're going to start seriously looking to trade. But they're not. They're in first place. And that makes a big difference in what the front office is going to do. Now, I was, I decided to look real quick. 
because it, it, everybody sort of started to come around like this field, this team is starting to feel different, right? Over this last 10 games, like really showing what they can do. And, uh, I was wondering, hey, can this be 2015 again? Like that sort of come out of the blue special year, uh, that we, that none of us saw coming and it's just a great ride, which obviously I hope so. But just to put it in perspective, in 15, uh, the Cubs were 30 and 25 at this point. In, uh, and this year they're at 32 and 23. So they're actually a little ahead of that. But my God, I decided to look at 16 as well. 39 and 16. Yeah, it was a really hot in, start. In 2016. My God, that team was good. I can't believe that they weren't in first place at any point in that season, but it was like, the first week that was it like the first or second game they they were in second place or otherwise they would have gone wire to wire yeah 20, yeah they went like twenty five and four like something really ridiculous to start off the season that year God, that and, fucking team was good but uh, but yeah they're so they're not going to be twenty sixteen are what do you guys think how are you guys feeling about well, this team right now well we could do it um, I mean, in the chat tell us tell yeah, us what you guys are thinking I mean, too will. I, I, I can. I mean, I feel like it's got a very different makeup than 2015 in that it's more veteran players as opposed to rookies that are overperforming. That's but a big difference there. We got a lot of fill-ins right now, and we do have rookies that are popping up and being way better than we thought they were going to be. The pitching is all rookies, which is worrisome. So when, but, but when, when you're taking a look at those two teams that you're looking at, 2015 was the breakout. That was the coming out party for the youngsters. 2016, there was no doubt in my mind that they were the best team in baseball. I bought a freaking, I never bet on sports. I literally had my buddy Meatball Mike pick me up a ticket betting on the Cubs. Um, this year though, it, it's, I don't know if they're good as they are right now. And I, and, and they obviously weren't as bad as they were when they sucked in April. Um, this is, a, this is the month that we've kind of had circled this. And, and right now they it's been off to a damn good start to sit there and, and whoop the Padres who were the best team in baseball coming in. I hate West coast road trips. So this is going to really, uh, that's what you got coming up. So it, it's a lot that still is yet to be determined, but uh, it, this is very, to me, I think of teams like 1989 or 1998. When I think about this stuff, when I think about, all of a sudden veterans kind of doing what they're supposed to do again and young guys coming up and you kind of have all these different kind of mixtures. It feels more like that to me than 2015 or 16. Yeah, I see that. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about this series that just happened. I mean, we, we talked about a lot of other stuff already and we haven't even gotten to the sweep of the best team in the major leagues. I mean, we touched on a little bit, but uh, game one, uh, man, they, they kicked the crap out of them. The Memorial Day Massacre. Seven to two, um, that was the Cole Stewart uh, start, and man, he just didn't disappoint at all. I mean, that he went. What did he go? Five innings, I believe. Yeah, that, yeah. And um, it, it had, uh, let's see how many strikeouts. Only two strikeouts, but only one walk. Uh, gave up one run. It was unearned because of a Javi Baez error. Because uh, Bryant over there at first base. I mean, it's pretty impressive that he can do it. But Riz picks that. Yeah, 100% he picks that. Yeah, and and that's how Javi throws the Riz. I I notice like Javi's throws are are a little wild, you know, sometimes, you know. Right. He's pretty pretty impressive obviously shortstop, go Glover. Uh but, you know, sometimes those throws he can get a little erratic. Well, and and I mean Chris Bryant 
does not play a position ever that people throw the ball to him. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like third well, base, nobody's so really thrown to you very often. Outfield, nobody ever throws to you, you know, and then now he's got to play, you know, how many games did he play over there? Three or four in a row where it's just, you know, getting fired at all the time. Yeah. Im- impressive that he's able to do what he can do. Well, it didn't matter because they scored the one run, <laughs> right. and then that was that's really kind of all they did. You know, they 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 came out they came out and they scored the first run, but they certainly didn't score the most runs. And uh, I, the real story here is, of course, uh, you know, Javi's that was a, g- a ginormous homer like that one. That that was a no doubter. He stood at the plate. He admired it. We had just talked about unwritten rules on the <laughs> locker room show, and then there's Javi standing at the whole plate, you know, and you know he he's not gonna, you know, end up on it with a long single on that one. You know, he knew it. He knew what I, he was looking at. I was so annoyed that they didn't show the camera angle because I swear that ball bounced off the batter's eye and like almost hit the camera. And I thought for sure they were going to give us that camera angle, what the ball looks like coming right at you. And then they didn't. The cool thing about it, and I think Marquis put it on Twitter, or the Cubs might have, I don't remember which one did, but they actually, the crowd was chanting Javi's name. Yeah, we were. And all of a sudden, just boom. It it was, that was a thing of beauty. That was majestic. Yeah. And then his other one was no slouch either. That was halfway up the bleaker, bleakers, bleachers. There's no fighting in the bleakers. (laughs) Well, oh, and that was another weird thing in that game. Uh, Three home runs account for all the runs. And I mean, everybody knows that I'm no fan of the three true outcomes. I mean, but. I mean, I so I I don't know. I wasn't expecting the Cubs to be able to beat this team by scoring. I mean, all but five what, one run, all there but were- one run in the whole series was scored via home run. Yeah, there were a lot of dongs in this one, but it was warm at Wrigley. You know, it's just like that's what happens. And then it becomes a hitter's park at that point, even though the wind was slightly kind of breezy. It wasn't a hitter's park matter. for the Padres, though. Well, except for, I guess, Hendricks, I guess. Tatis, yeah. But, it, you know, you get wisdom hitting two, and then the Bryant two-run shot, which that guy caught in his beer. And then, and then <laughs> I saw that. Will Myers. It was freaking hilarious. So I have a problem here because, number <laughs> one, I, I love the beer shower. It's a classic tradition. Where the outfielder is just looking up, and all of a sudden the beer comes down, and it's and it's it will never not be funny. You know what I mean? No, normally it's a dump though. That dude tried to catch that ball in that right. little plastic cup. Now here's the thing though: if you watch the full video, and I had it on my Twitter, and I slowed it down. The guy, whoever that guy was who dropped the beer, rips the ball away from. I don't know if it was like a teenager. I, I just remember my Thai guy being like, basically, they they, they were in front of his house with torches. And like, this guy's like, literally like ripping it out of the kid's hand. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, I think it was specific to my Thai guy and the fact that he was so recognizable as my Thai guy. He basically (laughs) wears a fact that he turned around and it said my Thai guy guy with a big zero. (laughs) Everybody knew who he was. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, but my Thai guy basically wears a my Thai guy costume to the ballpark you know what i mean he really um, does yeah so i, I no, and complete with my ties like he's got two like he was oh like, and, and, I, and the wristbands all up his know, wrist he's, yeah it's very recognizable but i sat with him today and uh the the woman behind us goes well if you're my tie guy where's your my ties 
he pulls them both out from underneath the seat. He's like, oh, these for you, honey. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if a woman's asking that, you know, it's like, where's your Mai Tais? You know what I mean? Like, it could be, that's kind of a dirty thing to be asking the opposite sex. He had a chugging contest with with, uh, (laughs) some people sitting in the section over. He had a chugging contest today, and he nearly choked on an ice cube. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, man, settle down. Like, I just, I, I am just telling you, coffin for we've talked about the roaring 20s. I mean, it is literally just like a – it is like Mardi Gras out there on the bleachers. It and It was like wild, that when we were there last night too. It was just like, oh, I just bumped into Captain Cubbo to the left. Here's Mai Tai on the right. Everybody's doing cup snakes like – I mean, it was just wild. I was so happy to be at all these games. And I wasn't going to go to Tuesday, but our friend Tom was hungover and didn't want to go. He's like, did he want my ticket? And I was like, well, I'm hungover too, but yes, I'll go. I'll go sit out there. I was glad we did because it, it, you know, that's the game that I really, I I mean, I wasn't going to go to everything, but I was so happy that I did because it did feel like, like that. And the, 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 um, and also there's the other reason is on Monday, uh, I'm really glad that I missed the, uh, (laughs) Jeff Garland in the booth. Uh, moment along with Boog, like that sounded just like nails on a chalkboard to when I heard a snippet of it. I was like, ooh, I'm glad I was in the crowd for this one. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely, uh, I watched these games, but I knew, hey, San Diego, they got a good announcing crew, and the one dude is a huge Cubs fan. Though, uh, the one guy grew up in Chicago, went to Cubs games as a kid. He sung the... Uh, the seventh inning stretch, and I do not know his fucking name, bald dude. But uh, but he announces the games, and so I was like, oh, I'm listening. I'm definitely listening to these guys. And they were great, and they they love the fucking Cubs. Out of curiosity, <laughs> and any of the anyone listening, if you could respond, I never thought of Jeff Garland as a cocaine guy. Do you think he might do some blow? I mean – Maybe I mean I, I know he did at some point. I mean, it kind of comes with the maybe the territory of like sometimes you know <laughs> you rock and roll and comedy and stuff. I mean, it, I've 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 heard Garland. I've watched Garland. I, this is, I mean, he was on another like level on Monday. I was just like. Holy shit! What he's kind of already langish, right? He's kind of already langish in that way, and does he like feel like like eventually he'll be missing a nose? I've always <laughs> thought he was on cocaine. Every time I've seen him, unless he's acting, which oh, acting, wh- whether we can call it that, but uh, yeah, unless he's actually doing something where they say he can't be that guy, I feel like he's fucking wired. Uh, he, like, you know, he probably does a rail right before he goes in. You know, puts oh on a God. show and. I'm just telling you that, I, I, like I said, I've seen him a million times. I never saw him like I did on Monday where I was just like, dude, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Nick so- G says he was on something. Eric Campbell says, for fucking sure, he's a comedian. Probably, probably <laughs> not, because. She was funnier. Yeah, but he, he probably really was this time because isn't he in a different room? Right? I because. I don't know what they're doing right I, now. I mean. Because I, a lot of times they do those and they're like a split screen. Yeah. So it feels like they're not even in the same room. And I think I think JD and, and Shambi are in the same like they'll they'll show them in the same room. But I don't know if outside people are coming in there yet. So yeah. you know if he's in a little booth by himself. Yeah. 
Well, I, that's a, the only place I'd ever want him is in a booth by himself <laughs> and far away from me. Like, can, can we seal that sucker up and like duct tape it and put it put it in the ground like a time capsule? Um, <laughs> we'll open it up in a hundred years and he'll still be talking. <laughs> no. He'll still be like, Uncle Pogles, and want to hear my Ron Santo impersonation for 8,000 time. I'm fucking hilarious. Aren't it great? Fucking oh, Acapulco God. Taco Pie is such an inside joke. I know. So, and then game two, I really had to look back at because, <laughs> uh, you know, because we, we, we got, we went in there, uh, little three, three sheets as when we went in, but then we, we were each bought a round and there were four of us. So, like, uh, by the time that ended and the night was just, uh, I mean, I got to show everybody kind of how this ended. Like, this is a, a visual thing I just got to show you. But uh, we tried to go to uh, Nisei Lounge. I was like, hey, let's go drink one more at Nisei. We showed up. Bleacher Jeff was uh, working the bar, and it was about empty. He was ready to close it down, and we show up. And Jeff's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then he, he, we, so we take <laughs> these pictures. And there's Jeff bashing Crawley in the head with a bat. Do you even remember taking these pictures? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, because okay. I didn't till I looked at my phone, and then <laughs> and then here's Crawley laid on the ground <laughs> like like Jeff just bashed him to death. So uh, we had a good we had a great time, and it was like you said, you know, it's the roaring twenties out there. And um, what a, I mean, what a Rizzo was back immediately singles, then immediately gets picked off first base. <laughs> I, I felt like he got. There. I felt like he got picked off because that back, maybe like he's still a little nervous. You know, like you get injured, you don't want to do anything too crazy. And so he d- he doesn't want to like dive back. I don't know. Yeah, well, then don't lead off. I mean, he got caught snapping he, is what happened. Well, I to be fair, I don't know how any of these fuckers can take a lead off against a left-handed pitcher. I know when I was a little kid, I used to just – like and see a left-handed pitcher, I never left the bag because I couldn't fucking see. I would get picked off 100% of the time because I don't know whether they're going to the plate or at me. Over, yeah. Uh, And then, you know, Cubs uh, got their uh, first runs with another wisdom home run, the two-run shot. And, uh, you know, the amazing thing about that was that Javi took a walk right before it. That's yeah. how it was at two-run shot. Walk, I know, right? That's more amazing. Very Very rare. Yeah, the, the the very rare hobby walk. Uh, three, he bird had three days and a homer today, and that's what you expect. You see one one walk, and everybody's like, "Holy shit, Javi's figured oh. something out." And then, um, you know, Kyle pitched, and then there was something weird. I mean, Boog's got a lot of weird stats that I've noticed that he throws out there, and this is one that he, he with, mentioned with absolutely no context. no points to them. Yeah, Just no context or points says to them, and moves on, doesn't explain them. This was a weird one. Kyle, it, his 14 pitches through two innings was like the fewest of his career, or like in 150 games. I don't even know how many games he's pitched, probably something around that. But in a th- it was like, so that, what a weird, like, random stat. It's like he just happened to have, I mean, who would look that up even? Like, I wonder if that's the least pitches through two innings ever for that particular pitcher. Like I could see if you had two immaculate innings or two three pitch innings in a row or something like yeah. that, then you'd be like, "Wow, that was weird." But to bring that as like, "Oh, I mean, well, all you have to say is, you know, he's on pace to have a good pitch count tonight." Like that's what that means. Because he was still like he could have maybe even gone longer. I mean, how many? Um, he was he was okay. I mean, he wasn't lights out, Kyle, because he didn't strike out a lot of guys. But that's not 
too weird for him, but he did give up the two home runs, seven hits. He only went to six innings. So, you know, that's the guy that you kind of want. You're hoping for a little bit more length out of, but they only let him go 75 pitches because it was a close game. And, Ross trusts the bullpen more than Hendo right now. So Well, and they hit the two home runs on him. And as of right now, uh, Hendricks has given up the most home runs in the major leagues right now, like with 16. That's a, a lot. lot. It's a lot. Serious. That's like a season. Guys here brings up uh, stat service, price supplies, const, uh, you know, probably supplies a constant supply of stats. Yeah. A lot of supplies in there. But yeah. um, that you actually know. makes a lot of sense. He's like a Ron Burgundy. Like whatever they fucking tell him, you know. Right. It's just weird because you want you want to know what that means. Like it's one thing to throw a number at me, but you you have to put it into some sort of like how, what does this mean in the game right now for this moment, and and what what is that going to indicate? Not just and we know that what you know low pitch count through two innings can mean, but we also know that he can have a forty pitch third. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, mean, I mean, it, it's just a we weird thing to bring up. If he would have said, oh, 14 pitches is the lowest he's ever had in this. But when he did his – he had a Maddox, and in that game he threw 18, 18 pitches, pitches in, in one – in the first two innings. So maybe we might be looking at another Maddox tonight. or Right. Or, or – Yeah, something like that. Yeah, or he could say every other time he's been under 20 pitches through two, he's always given up, you know, two a home run in the third. And lost the game <laughs> or something, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and they did almost lose the game because it's at one point, you know, the Padres were winning this game with the fam hitting the two run, uh, shot that, and that made it three to two at that point. But our you old know, friend, uh, Victor Caratini, our old friend, Victor oh, Caratini, yeah. uh, actually did, put the Padres up two, two to one. Okay. I was going to ask this actually. They made a big fucking deal when Lester and Schwarber, now granted they're, uh, 2016 guys. Uh, did they really do anything for you, Darvish? And and I know you didn't pitch, but did they do anything for you and for Caratini at all? I don't think so. The crowd cheered Caratini, and then I was like, uh, and it went on a little too long. I thought I was like, <laughs> I was like, he wasn't on the sixteen team. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. Right. I was like, whatever. He was like the backup catcher. He was good. And then the cr- oh, just- Danny with the fucking slander of the backup catcher on Sun Rancher. I know, but it was, no, I was all for like, I clapped for him. And then there was a, a moment where the smattering, it wasn't a smattering. It was a good cheer. It was a good cheer. And then it should have died down about five seconds before it did. So I stopped clapping and I was like, all right, everybody. All right, everybody. Enough. Yeah, that was on Monday, I think. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, and, and then they, he didn't get shit for every, it got lesser and lesser with every, you know, t- today they gave him a little well, cheer. And I was like, yeah, as it should, the more they see him, you know, but right. Yeah. Fuck him. He's on the Wilson. Podcast. Wilson had a bizarre game where he was like, like just like a wild man on the bases again. And then he came through clutch. Oh, yeah. Well, he get, well, I didn't understand. Like he hits that, that he stretches a single into a double because who was it out there? Profar? Yeah, he caught him napping. He took second. And then, for really no reason, he tried to advance on a sack fly to Profar in center, who's got a cannon. And almost killed himself. And almost killed himself. He, like, rolled over the base, looked like a fool, and that made it two outs. And yep. you were in scoring position. Already. Unwritten rules. Don't make outs at third base. 
Well, yep. yeah, I mean, don't do it. I mean, you get a tight game, and granted, third base with one out, there's a lot more ways to score that run. So I get the advantage of getting over there. But it was not you're – you're a catcher. You've that had was hamstring the wrong problems. Yeah. That was the wrong time to do it. And, you know, I know he's got wheels for a catcher, and I love Wilson Contreras, and I love the aggressiveness. But understand that man's arm because it was – that was a great throw. And – yeah, Padres' defense was like – it had a lot to be desired for, for them, you know. And maybe that's what he was hoping for. Maybe he was just hoping that uh, – I don't know who was on – who was over on third at that point. What do you remember. mean? Who was playing third? For Padres, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I Padre McPadres. I, yeah, I, I, know like, I know like Tatis and Profar and Machado and maybe Machado Cronenworth. Only was Machado playing Cronenworth. third? Machado was playing third, probably. Okay. Cronenworth, they kind of switched him around, especially because Tati got Tatis got hurt in this game after hurting us pretty bad. It, well, not hurting us yeah. bad in game one. He did a home run. He did but, a home run and then was gone shortly thereafter. Yeah. But uh, the, the – um, so Yeah, you know, Machado was there. Machado's not your, like, shitty third baseman that you're going to run on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're hoping that it'll be too much for him. Yeah, and then, um, you know, but you're right. Contreras hit that ball. Pretty much that was hit a ton as well. And uh, I got – that guy was sitting right next to us that got it. There's his uh, – here's a picture of it. The guy caught it on the fly. And he's right, he's right next to the top of the batter side there pretty much because we were at the top of the um, left field bleachers there. And I guess that's his dad. That kid was pretty young, but he made a great – catch on that one. Oh yeah um that was that was sweet and uh you know wilson didn't miss it at all um and then you get like sergio alcantara comes into this game he just gets caught called up he ends up getting a hit right away as well i'll put up the box score real quick he go, goes two for three so this guy's supposed to be a defensive specialist and once again, next guy up, like, who are we, the Cardinals? Like, where are we coming up with these dudes? Like, out of nowhere, that come up and ruin your life. We're going to do that to other teams now, maybe. Being like, who the hell's this guy? Sergio Alcantara? Why is he hitting dogs off us? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, nobody knows who Patrick Wisdom is. I fucking feel like Patrick Wisdom is Bryce Harper. He's, he's just putting on a, you know, it's a fake name. He he looks a lot like the guy, I think. Maybe not the same haircut, but. And then this is the second time. And listen, everybody out there, if you don't want to get married or be proposed to, definitely stay away from me. Because I've been, you know how I always tell the rum chata joke on Twitter. Every time there's a marriage proposal on the board, you know, you know, Sandra D, will you marry me? And then the Sandra D's puking rum chata in the ladies room. Anyway. For on the Reds game on Saturday and last night, Tuesday night, I've been, I've turned around and the marriage proposal is right there in front of me. Like I'm, I'm right next to it. So these people are following me around. I'm somehow like Cupid now. So I, I wanted to show this video though, cause it was, it's, it is pretty sweet. In fact, I cried at this. Now I was drunk. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I I didn't cry because I was waiting for you to get my goddamn beer, and you're sitting there. Uh, sitting there, yeah, taking take the proposal. Back, I came back in the seats without beer too, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah they're crying into like, the- Where's the fucking beer? I was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> Danny's <laughs> like, "I gave it to that wonderful couple." Yeah, I gave yours away. Yeah. Um. So, but check this. I'm gonna play a little bit of it. 
The Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Download it at the iOS store today. Uh, create a profile, link your Twitter, and uh, you know, join us. Join the baseball group, join the Cubs group, and follow at Sunranto Show. And uh, you can hear us every single Tuesday at 6 p.m. Have a conversation that you can join into. We talk about different things about baseball, about the Cubs, whatever we're thinking about. So uh, come on. Do it. Locker room app. Get it done, iOS users. And uh, we'll see you this Tuesday at 6 p.m. You hear me yelling rum chata? Yes. <laughs> Adam, they were like, why is that man yelling rum chata? <laughs> <laughs> For the rest of their lives, every time they see rum, rum chata, it's going to remind them of their... Uh, I did a little experiment, and that was because I I did um, I, I posted that. And when I posted it, I did hashtag puking rum chata and nobody saw it. And then I, I reposted it just saying marriage, like from uh, princess bride. Oh yeah. And that got tons of views that that's the one Twitter allowed around because they don't like, I guess, puke in their tweets or something. I, I saw the rum chata one. Yeah, well, they, I think they know you like that. Nobody <laughs> nobody knows what the fuck that means. When you put marriage, everybody knows what that is. Yeah, I didn't even know how to spell it either. I was like, M-A-I-W, I don't I didn't know what to do. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I thought that was sweet. I shed a tear. Um, I thought it, it was, it was nice. we had a great, what a great night. Like, I just, the vibes were happening, and like, it felt so good. And then Dirty Craig was like as filthy as we've seen him. Yeah, I mean, he was really good. I mean, they, it, Caratini just took that last one looking, <laughs> and uh, and he had already hit a home run in the game. So you're sitting there; it's a four three game. You know, uh, you're getting a little worried that you know, you know, Dirty Craig's due for one or something. But he just instead he comes out, struck out the side, and we now have a closer with a sub one ERA point yeah. seven eight. If you can get that that down, just I don't know, maybe nine spots. I'd say it would be really nice. It would be. Not nine points, I should say. Yep. So, and then uh, game three, that was today, day game. And that was the sweep, man. I mean, uh, Lou Gehrig day. Uh, okay. Which, which is weird because I'm pretty sure Lou Gehrig quit being the spokesman for ALS back in 2014 when they decided an ice bucket would be better for them. Oh, well, that's right. They're they like doing ice buckets. Yeah, so. they're like, nope. They changed the name. They rebranded. It used to be Lou Gehrig's disease, and in 2014, they're like, nah, we're we're ALS now. Dude, we had this exact conversation today <laughs> because it, that was it. Because they wrote on the board like Lou Gehrig's disease can be cured, you know. And and I kind of I was sitting next to my time like. Weren't they trying to get rid of it, of like being branded with Lou Gehrig? He's like, yeah, well, yeah, we call it ALS now. That's how it is now. And I'm like, but look over there. He's like, I don't know. Seven, seven years after they rebrand, MLB is like their marketing team. You know, they're sitting there and fucking Manfred comes in like, what do you got for me today? And the marketing team's like, how about Lou Gehrig's day? We'll honor Lou Gehrig's disease. We'll do it. And Manfred's like, didn't they stop using that seven years ago? Yeah, but, I mean, we got nothing else to sell. Let's bring it back. Um, (laughs) 
But it, and the other thing is, it's like in obviously uh, with Mondo, you know, uh, in the or Mongo in um, uh, yeah. Chicago having that disease right now, it's um, it's uh, it's 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 in everybody's consciousness at this moment. So, but as ALS, I'm telling you, there are people who were at that game today. No fucking clue what Lou Gehrig's disease is. Yeah, you know what I mean, Trainer? You know, and 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 to Boog Shiambi's credit, he's he's somebody that's been fighting a lot, trying to do a lot to kind of help with this disease. Um, Theo Epstein, Stanley Mitchell earlier was talking that he brought the. I guess Theo was by the bathroom last night. I totally missed that. I should have totally oh, gone to the yeah, bathroom. No, we saw we but, saw Theo on yeah. Clark. You know, yeah, you're walking down the street with Will, and yeah. and uh, and Will knows him, so he was like. Dude, that's really cool because he was with that guy in the wheelchair, the same guy that you saw wearing the the uh, Target shirt. Like that was <laughs> weird. Why was he wearing that? I have um, no it, idea. They it has pictures. to do with like uh, it has to do with um, he's really famous uh, fighting ALS. He's friends with Theo. He's friends with all the guys from Pearl Jam, all that so stuff. So that's and, some sort of logo that he has. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because his name's Steve. Steve. Uh, that's not coming to me right now. It's been a long twenty four no, hours. Oh, and I and I saw it earlier today, and I and it's killing me because it's on the tip of my tongue. But well, yeah, I saw it, and I thought it was a Cubs shirt at first because it's a circle. It's a blue circle with a white circle inside, and then a red center. And somebody I, red, Phoenix Night Flame. Steve Gleason. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. and that's yeah. who Theo was with last night. Yeah, and I thought it was a Cubs shirt at first, and then I see that it's like some sort of like Target. Right. Or uh, it, it looks like what you're shooting for when you're playing uh, the thing Archery. on ice. No, when you're playing on ice with brooms and a rock. Oh, curling. Curling. It's like a curling target. Um, I guess Steve Gleason played for the Saints. And, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I we looked up. I mean, the whole point is to uh, get awareness going. Me and my tie sat up and looked at the statistics about ALS and what it does to you and what the prognosis is. So if awareness was what they were after, me and my tie are now ALS experts. <laughs> so <laughs> sat there and looked it all up. But it's it's a terrible disease. Can you imagine being a prisoner in your own body? I mean, just like as you just lose all your uh, ability to eventually breathe. And um, uh, anyhow, I, I guess that's something we're going to be doing every year around this time now And on Lou well, Gehrig's day. He was only 37 when he died. It was, it's, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been what, 70, 80 years, 80 years since he died. That's what, like today was the day that he died in 1941 when he was 37 and 80 years later, like it was called Lou Gehrig's disease for my whole life. And MLB never thought, you know, we should tie this in. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he was a nobody player. He's one of the great players of all time. They made a fucking movie about him, partially, you know, telling his story with ALS. And they fucking, like, at, you know, 2021. I'm telling you, the You're marketing is about great. MLB's fundraising what? for I a got, terrible disease. Speaking, speaking of fundraising, I sit here. We, you know, I'm like, I just cannot wait to get to sleep. And I'm just going to sit in my bed all day and watch the Cubs game, blah, blah, blah. I'm part of a, a of a memorabilia group, and all of a sudden I get this this message. Holy shit! The Cubs are releasing a bobblehead today. I said, "What the hell's going on?" There it was on Instagram. So the first thousand fans who purchased a fifty fifty raffle ticket of fifty dollars or more 
got the bobblehead with proof of purchase and you had to go to Gallagher way to get it. So I, I literally didn't even brush my teeth or anything. I just rolled into my car, drove back to the city. I'm calling Danny and I'm like, Danny, got to get down there. You got to well, get down there. Crowley, get- that's why we still wear masks <laughs> because people like you don't brush their teeth. <laughs> I had I had to get down there and I did pick up a U Bar U Darvish bobblehead, but they made him really like buff. Yeah, he looks pretty buff, and he's wearing that like nineteen seventies White Sox collar from their <laughs> uniforms, and it's just weird. I mean, he's wearing a cape. Like I'm, I'm not sure what's going on here. Superhero, super you. Yeah, super oh, you. I really wish they would have done his twenty twenty hair. Right now. That big- Early poofy hair they had sticking out. There was there was supposed to be four bobbleheads in 2020, and that was one of them. So we don't know what they're doing with the other nine thousand of the Udarvish because they only they're technically not allowed to. They got special permission from MLB because Udarvish isn't on the Cubs anymore. So technically, you're really not supposed to. Although they did, I remember a couple type bobbleheads for people that were traded. I'm going to put but that like, bobblehead back up because I think, I, I think it has to be in the same year and already scheduled because, yeah, this has happened yeah. to a number of teams. The Rockies seem to have this happen to them quite a bit. Yeah, well, I'm looking, I'm looking at this, and, it, and there's an error in it. Can you spot it? Dude, I can't see anything right now. They, they left the S off a of jewel. jewel. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Jules. Yeah, they Jules wrote Jules Jewel only. Yeah, Jules Osco. So, um, so this game, I mean, they, I mean, this was great because we're yelling. We instead of "Go Cubs, go!" We all saying "Sweep Cubs, sweep!" I mean, who would have thought that? It, I thought today I was going to show up. Was hungover after last night, I'm out there in the bleachers, sweating it out. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and watch a loss. Like I'm riding my bike down there. I'm like, oh. it's such a waste of my time. And like I had totally in my head already been like trap game, trap game. And then they kicked the crap out of. Them. Yeah, was, KB wasn't playing. Who else wasn't playing? Contreras. Uh, Contreras not in the game. Hey, look at this yeah, line. DJ Higgins. Oh, everybody no, was complaining. Everybody didn't was have a hit this this year. You know, like all this. It 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 really did look like a getaway day lineup. Yeah, well, look at the second half of it. Wisdom. I mean, who you wouldn't think was good, but he's been great. He he did get a hit today. Um, Ortega, who's been serviceable. Sogard, who's been eh, meh. And then Higgins, who had never had a hit, and then Alzali, who can't hit at all, basically. So like the you just think I have like it's rough. It would looked a little rough down there. Last two, I mean, it's automatic outs. Like definitely go get a beer, go to go take a leak kind of time. But it they managed to put up six runs, and most of it was thanks to Anthony Rizzo. You know, um, he you know was on base uh, pretty much all game. He went three for four, scored a run. Knocked in two. Javi scored the other two, and um, I mean, or, or knocked in the other two. Uh, oh God! Oh, so that Javi home run, twenty degree launch angle, which is just <laughs> you know that's just a line drive, but he hit it so fucking hard. I've I I don't know, Danny. You've you've been out there in left field a lot. I've never seen a ball when it hit the top of that i thought it was just going to ricochet directly into somebody's face no it, it, it bounced it super high and then our friend got it you know, the guy that we this one of the regular ball hawks he was just standing back there and ran and got it it had the green paint on it from hitting i mean luckily that that could have brained somebody because that section that is the really um, hornitos hacienda right there and the <laughs> other side of it there's two sides to it. You can rent the whole thing or you can rent either side. That's how it works there. So 
the the side closest to the left field corner where the ball did not hit was full. The side, the other side was empty. They hadn't sold that one for the the hacienda, so that ball would have hit off the top. Like that's where everybody's got their beers and you know their chips usually, and like whatever food they're getting. I believe that's a all inclusive one. So there's always like tons of beers lined up and people sitting around. That would have spilled a million beers. Possibly would have killed a man. And like, I mean, honestly, so would have bounced. It could have been amazing. What did, did <laughs> More the death or the beer splashing? After the beer splashing, <clears throat> but it was a shot, and then um, that that was a two run shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. But I've just never seen a ball, especially at that angle, hit something and then bounce out of the ballpark. <laughs> that <laughs> was crazy. No, it it didn't bounce out all the way. I don't think it hit the fence. Oh, it hit the fence beyond yeah. the new V beyond or whatever. Like it, yeah. on, on TV, it looked like it went out to. Yeah, they got a fence there, so I think it hit the fence. But um, uh, what a weird game. It was, you know, the Padres were kind of kicking it around a little bit. A lot of in-between kind of blue pits, which I know, Michael, you love. And then that one play where it was so weird, the bases are loaded, the Cubs have already scored in this inning, and then uh, and tied the game one-to-one, and then uh, Pham and Kim, who's in for the injured Tatis, they collide in a really kind of messed up way. Like I like their faces hit and I, I couldn't really I don't really? know. I, I missed like, this. I, I had to run out and do some stuff yeah, today, so I missed, missed the middle innings. So yeah, they, they collide very strangely. The ball is caught, but then pops out of Kim's mitt. So Everybody, uh, whoever was on third tags because they think, oh, I'm going to tag on this play because they're all both laying on the ground. <laughs> so, and the guys on first and second, they don't move because they think the ball's caught. Even they didn't see it drop. Now, I don't know if the umpire signaled out or whatever, but it was just a, one of those messed up situations where you go from one out and probably you're going to. I'm thinking like you should be scoring two runs on this play, you know, but they don't run. So then you got to force out at third. You got to force out at second, double play inning over is how that ends up. It's just a weird, weird thing. It, it, it could have gone really south and you would have looked at that play because it was such a bizarre play because anytime, you know, all these guys are competitors, but you know, they have respect for each other and to see two guys, I mean, the Cubs had that with Nico and, uh, and Hap, Hap, you know, similar situation. It's just really tough because it was weird. Could the ball kind of like he almost fell on the ball, or like the ball was like next to his like body? And so, uh, guys, here is saying they should have been playing better. I think there, I think there's a lot of concern on the field for the other yeah. players. Now that's not I their job, but I mean, I think you got to look if if the umpire guys here said if they they never signaled out, and so you've got to just be looking at that. I mean. Kim got his face torn off and still managed to get up and throw the ball to the right bag. And then you right. got like who was Sogard or whoever the hell else was staying on second base or Tag. I don't know who it was, but they're just, what, what are they just napping? I know they thought it was caught, but, and you're right. Maybe there was some element of just like, Oh my God, they're dead. You know, but, <laughs> but you know, all, you killed Kenny. All, yeah, everybody you killed. on, on both teams goes down to one knee and just waits. Yeah, exactly. Like is, is that a new unwritten rule as well? Uh, get on your knee and just wait and see if everybody's hurt. 
But, uh, you know, they were, I, this one, I mean, had a lot going for, besides the hobby home run, they were just dumping them in here and there, little small ball, they're scoring runs, uh, but I'm putting pressure on the defense, these little swinging bunts, like Ortega had one, Wisdom, Wisdom had a didn't mean to swing that ended up beating, did that beat the shift or did it just find a hole? The, the little, he just poked it, like it was, I, I, you never see dudes do that anymore. Like a non-swing where you actually that guide was, the ball where you, you want. You actually kind of uh, – I think Rizzo did that this weekend. This was um, – what was happening was it was like a hit-and-run play. And so I think Anthony Rizzo was uh, running on the play, and, and Wisdom basically obviously doesn't want the ball getting past him, so he just kind of stuck the pad out. And he, he's just trying to foul work. it off at that point, right? Right, right. right. Yeah. and so it just worked. Nathan says check swing. Yeah, it was it was just fun to you know to see that little poke through, and um, so that that was a little bit different because all the other games were all home runs pretty much. And all right, Danny, I do have to ask you about something. You were at this game, right? I was. So you got to see it live. I did. Uh, and you are a professional musician and singer. Oh God! So tell us. Oh my God, dude! About how horrific that seventh inning stretch well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this way because <laughs> my today is my uh, oldest niece's birthday she turns 15 today so happy birthday Kiara happy so birthday I, I told her and she's like kind of at home because she just had her second vax shot and she feels like crap today she had her second vax yesterday so she's kind of having a a sick a sick birthday she's got a headache and stuff anyway so I cheer up I'm like I'm gonna call her if I'll FaceTime her during the seventh inning stretch <laughs> And we'll sing that, and and I'll change all the words to be about her birthday. You know what I mean, kind of oh, thing. Yeah, so, cool. so I could call her up. We're sitting out there. Bring her to the bleachers. Got my tie guy. Happy birthday, Kiara. Bleacher Jeff is wishing her happy birthday and stuff from the bleachers. Then Boog sings, and she she was like, "What key was that in?" <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, Q. Like I that was like, that was not. Yeah, that was bad, dude. He was like, take so the f- me out to the ball. Game. Oh no, 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 Danny, you just put too much inflection into what you just said. Be that that was better. He was what? behind the beat. Yeah. He was out of tune. Like the other like, thing you got to think about it. They're trying to figure out what keys the guy's in. And, <laughs> the, the thing that you have to kind of keep in mind too is he's going to be asked to do this more than once. Oh, you know I what hope, I mean? So, hopefully not. They oh like no, I don't think so. Oh. I, I don't know if he'll ever be asked again. Uh, did any of you? Did, did uh, any of you guys watch? Uh, Artie Boucher brings it up. So when they when they announced him, you know, he 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 did the old Simpsons reference. He says they're not booing me, they're booging me. Booging me. Yeah. And then uh, he did have kind of like a nice little speech about Lou Gehrig's disease and his friend that that passed away. And then all of a sudden he says, "Just because I'm an announcer doesn't mean I have a good voice." And I'm like, "Okay, he can't be that bad." And I was just like, "Oh shit! Like that, this is really." Bad. Really bad. Well, somebody he never sung that song in his life. Look, everybody on this show knows how bad a singer I am. I can fucking sing that song. Yeah, you can go up me. there and do a better job. And you, yeah, it's true. Like Michael, you're not a good singer. You know, but, but you could go. But you could absolutely. But I mean, you're you're no Crawley. <laughs> By the way, that was actually Crawley singing uh, "Take Me Out of the Ball Game," which was so weird. <laughs> but uh, no, that was that was really bad. But no, you would do a better job up there. Uh, you know, you would at least 
be around a key and in general, uh, ge- you know, general time of this normal way the song goes. And I would your- keep the beat and I would find a key every like third or fourth word. Well, someone needs need to help him. He should go in, work with John Benedict. John Benedict can sing. Y- you, I, you know be- what? Do you do it? Fucking reach out through Benedict and tell him. No, but tell him you can teach him. You I can could, literally teach him. I could. I've taught lots of voice lessons in my lessons <laughs> in my life. I could definitely teach him. Crawley's gremlin would have been better. That's the <laughs> that's at the end of the <laughs> Now now I don't know if any of you guys are big fans of the show Shit's Creek. Uh great show. Uh, uh, hilarious show that was on uh, Netflix on Canadian TV for first. And but uh there was this scene where the daughter tries out for Cabaret, the musical. And her mother is one of the people that's kind of doing the auditions. And, and she keeps saying, no, don't let her audition. Don't let her audition. And everyone's like, oh, it can't be that bad. And all of a sudden she does this dance. Uh, it's called a little bit of Lexus. Look it up. But, oh, my God, that's how I felt. Like, I'm like, it can't be this bad. And then all of a sudden I'm like, and it's really it's that way bad. worse yeah. than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So, it, somebody <sighs> notified me on Twitter and I had not seen it. <laughs> like, and then I went. <laughs> I went back and looked, and I'm uh, like, "Holy shit!" I might need to take some audio off of that and make something. <laughs> I don't know. Eric Campbell said, "Worse than Ozzy." I was at there when Oz- I I tried to get a picture of Ozzy. His wife Sharon at the time, still his wife Sharon was. Uh, she had like a talk show starting up in Chicago, and they brought him in to sing. And I'm a huge Ozzy fan, so I, you know, back in the day, you used to be able to like. Most people didn't know about it, but like you could go like by the side press door when they would come down and get like cool pictures and shit like that. And and all of a sudden, so they do the the anthem with Ozzy, and all of a sudden he's just like, God only knows what he's even trying to trying to communicate. It wasn't even it was just gibberish. <laughs> he was singing about cricket. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, that doesn't. But you understand why Ozzy's stretch is going to be what it was. <laughs> right. you know, this is Boog, who's heard this song eight million times. He knows how it goes. He's you know he's. He, I guess he just doesn't practice by singing along. He doesn't sing along with the crowd under normal circumstances. I guess ever. Um, he, he sings under his breath. He's like. I mean, it was bad, dude. Like, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. I thought he was going to break out a stat in the middle of it. Like, did you know that <laughs> it was written in 1930? Yeah. <laughs> goes deep. It's 4-0 Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Artie Boucher <laughs> said, uh, Jeff Gordon, Wrigley Stadium. I was there for that one, too. I'll never forget that. No. And uh, he said something to the effect of, like, Great to be here at Wrigley Stadium, and it sounded like that record scratch, and everyone like turned up to the booth. Like, oh. I, I, I think we just found our next, uh, our next locker room talk. Is there, let's let's talk go. about like, going. Uh, before we jump into this moment. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers, and we thank them for sponsoring the show. But why do you not sponsor the Sunranto show? All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash sunranto, and for as little as a dollar a month, you will get the show early and ad-free. Plus, there are perks at every single level, like music and photography. You can get your name in the show. We'll even advertise for your business, if uh, you'd like, at uh, certain Patreon levels. So join us today. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. And also, would you mind shopping through our affiliate links? That would be great. If you go to Sunranto.com slash shopping, if you uh, do stuff on, if you order things through Amazon or the MLB shop, NFL, NBA, Zazzle, Lids, MLS, 
Reebok, StubHub. You just click on our links. And then, after you do that, we get a little bit of kickback from every sale that uh, that we, we give. So please go to sunranter.com slash shopping and uh, do all your shopping through us. That'd be awesome. Because it doesn't cost you an extra dime, but it helps out the show. Okay? So, um, uh, back to the show. Before we jump into the next thing, I've been meaning to put this say this but uh becky morton says it's 11 to 1 dodgers versus cards in the first ah uh, nice i and mean that was I, like 10 minutes ago but you know yeah well all right well looks like we're going to be a little bit more in first place and then uh, the last thing i want to talk about uh with uh this game i guess uh, pretty much is uh uh, the, the, there was a, a like a streaker, a guy, a ra- guy. He wasn't naked, but the guy, <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the guy ran out of the field, and he had a a Jesus is Lord placard out of stick. And the usher that was sitting by us was like, "Oh my God, how'd they get a stick in here?" Because like you know, like normally you're not, you can have a placard. That this is going to offend lots of people, but he is a Christian, so I just assume it was up his ass. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe it was a piece of the true cross. I don't know, but it was. If, it, if, if you got it, you got to see this. Like this is just wonderful. Check it out. So there he is. He's rolling through. Now they got like a big guy kind of chasing. He tebows, goes down, and then and there was no need to tackle him and hurt him, right? But he did anyway. Bleacher. Bleacher Jeff. Yeah. Bleacher Jeff. <laughs> say Bleacher Jeff Satan. Hail Satan. Yeah. And so they arrest him, and then uh, you know they, they cuff him, and then Jesus is Lord. So, so I couldn't read the sign from where I was, and plus I was videotaping it. So it took, takes four people to get him up, and everybody. I start singing. <laughs> Everybody starts yelling Jesus. Oh God! Jeff's yelling Satan. So they will always tackle you. They are not fucking around with that shit. You go on the field, all bets are off. There ain't no being nice to them. They oh, and, and those guys live for that shit. Like, oh, yeah. They're like and wait till they get you. Wait until you're out of eye distance. Then you really are going to get it. I'm just wondering, Danny, is if that guy was the same guy. You did a video that was, I think, outside right by uh, Clark he's, and Waveland. And he's been down there a lot. So and I, I think saw him at Clark and Waveland doing the same bit. Yeah, so I think it's get maybe that same guy, and now he's going to be in jail tonight. And well, I laughed at this. I'm going I'm to premature. Poss- or possibly in the Ricketts box. I'm, uh, this is a premature TFC here, but uh, uh, a fan with a Jesus is Lord sign runs onto the field at Wrigley, and David Brown answered. Dave said security took away Jesus too. <laughs> oh yes, they did. That was yep, yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I saw Danny say uh, respond to somebody that uh, wrote about it. He's like, yeah, they crucified him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, well, yeah, I guess, but the guy he kneeled. Like, he went down to a knee, and first of all, like, that dude that is up there with the sign, and then the usher's running right at him, now he just gave up, because I'm sorry that that dude was faster than the usher. So you could have, you know, definitely had a bit of better chase going on at that point, I think. You know what it was? It was like a a Daniel and the Lion bit. (laughs) 
where he was just going to pray, and then they were all just going to like leave him alone. Yeah. Oh, see, I thought he, I thought he turned the other cheek, and then the dude just rammed his knee. Oh, he in got it. his, he got his t- cheek turned all right. <laughs> let me tell you that. He'd get, but uh, yeah, that was it. Was just another weird thing that happened, and there were cup snakes galore last night, and barely any, and barely any cup snakes in a day game today. I don't know if it's a Wednesday that people just aren't drinking that much. It's the stuff. difference between a night game and a in a day game, Danny. Night games and weekend are- too. Kind of a mess. So uh, before we move on, and we're going to do a preview of this Giants series, and it's uh, and I'll try to run through it as quickly as possible. Um, but uh, I, we're going to do a little segment on the show that we like to call uh, "Where Are They Now?" Where are they now? How I miss those companions who the canyons of the night by my side. Where. All right. Yeah, where this is the, this is the segment where we uh, put the two players against each other that you know they kind of got traded, you know, picked up for each other, Doc whatever. Peterson, Kyle Schwarber, yeah. John Lester, uh, Jake Arrieta, Jake Arrieta, Zach Davies, you yep. Darvish. Yeah. There's so the first one we got, and then we decide each time we do this whether or not the Cubs have won the trade or lost the trade. So we got Arietta versus Lester. Uh, Arietta four forty one ERA, Lester four eighty eight ERA. But uh, Arietta has pitched twenty more innings because uh, Lester was on COVID. Yeah, uh, fifty one hits for Arietta, thirty eight for Lester, twenty five earned runs for Arietta, seventeen for Lester, nine home runs for Arietta, five for Lester. 20 walks, Arietta, 11, Lester, 41 strikeouts for Arietta, and 23 for Lester. And I'm looking at these numbers. I'm like, they're the same fucking the pitcher, same pitcher if, yeah. if you get 20 more innings for Lester. So, I don't yeah. know. That's It feels like a push, but I'm going to say a push is a win for the Cubs. So, the Cubs yeah. won this this deal. Uh, the next- Arietta is cheaper, right? I don't know. Actually, he's not. He wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have been. So I, I gotta, think they're the same price better. now, but Lester would have been cheaper. Yeah. And and if he had been with the Cubs, he probably wouldn't have got COVID. Uh, and then, okay, so the next one we have is Davies and Darvish. Now, this was a direct trade. Uh, I almost feel like we need to throw Caratini in on this because, I mean, he's a fucking everyday starter for this team now. Yeah, which we already, and, always knew he would be. Yeah, ridiculous that they threw him in last second for nothing. Um, okay, so Davies has a 465 ERA, 50 innings pitched, 55 hits, 26 earned runs, four home runs, 27 walks, 29 strikeouts. Those are not spectacular numbers. They're not terrible, but they're not Average, spectacular. You yeah. Darvish, on the other hand, uh, basically – He's pitched two more full games and yet has like less of everything. So Darvish, 2.16 ERA, 66.2 innings pitched, 46 hits, 16 earned runs, six home runs, 16 walks, 79 strikeouts. Yeah, well, that's what he does, you know. Holy days, Yeah. So you got to give this one to Darvish. Oh my God! Yeah, that's the San Diego. That would be the case. Yeah, 
Yeah. So then this is the next one. So this is the one I was actually most interested in looking at this time because Peterson has been very good recently, right? So it feels like uh, the Cubs are probably going to be winning this. But uh, Peterson has four home runs. Schwarber has nine home runs. Nine. Nine times. He has gone deep nine times. Nine times. (laughs) <laughs> Peterson has 34 hits to Schwarber's 40 hits, 15 walks to Schwarber's 18 walks, a 236 batting average to a 240 batting average for Schwarber, 319 OBP for Peterson, 269 OBP for Schwarber. Nice. Uh, but not really at all. <laughs> <laughs> 368 slugging for Peterson, 394 slugging for Schwarber, which all comes out to be a 687 OPS for Peterson versus a 664 OPS for Schwarber. Wow. I don't know. This is a tough one. What do you think, Crowley? Cubs win this one? Oh, boy. It's (laughs) of a push there. I'd say it's a push. I'll give it to Peterson, and I'll tell you why. It's because Peterson – has done a pretty good job leading off. And, uh, you know, I mean, granted, you get some over fours in there, but, it, you know, he's got a decent eye. He's got some pop. And I wouldn't mind if the P- if the Cubs took a look at re-signing Peterson and making him part of this team. I think he fits in great as a Cub. And I think that he, maybe he can solve your leadoff problem. He's a lefty. That helps to, you know, over there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. I like I like it. I like and he's, maybe he's contributing. A, maybe he's too platoony for everybody's liking, but that's he's also contributing fine. to a winning team. And Schwarber is kind of okay on a terrible team. Yeah, what are the Nationals even doing right now? Because we beat I, them. I feel like they. Are, I feel like they're just getting their asses kicked right now. But I'm looking it up right now. Uh, yeah, they are in fifth place. They are 22 and 29. And they are six and a half games out with a negative 21 run differential. So, yeah, it's not going well in D.C. We'll have to have Johnny on to talk about that at some point. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I think that puts it in, in favor of the Cubs. So, I guess the Cubs have won two out of three of these trades. Man, they just swept the Padres. So, things are looking up, boys. So, now the dreaded West Coast road trip is upon us. And just like we just faced the first-placed <laughs> San Diego Padres. Uh, well, we helped out the next team, the the San Francisco Giants, because they're now in first place and the best team in the National League, I believe, right now. Uh, I don't know. More I have wins than we do. Yeah, they do. They have thirty wins. Yeah, and they have the same amount of wins as uh, San Diego, but they have two fewer losses. Um, there's a thirty-five win team, the the Rays, in the AL East right now. Who have also been hot? They're eight and two in their last ten, but we don't we don't deal with American League baseball if we don't have to on the show, so um, we won't talk about the Rays. But we will talk about the Giants. Um, they just split two with the Angels. That was one of those fake two game series sets. Sets, um, yeah, it's a set. And then they just won three or four from the Dodgers. Um, they're six and four in the last ten. Cubs are nine and one. They are off today. So they get a day of rest. Um, they're a little banged up, too. Uh, Yashremsky and Longoria were day-to-day. 
but Yastrzemski played on Tuesday. Uh, catcher Kurt Casale is their backup catcher behind Posey. Uh, although, does Posey, is he still playing catcher every day? I don't even know. We, ne- we didn't see the Giants for two years, so. No, we I, didn't. I'll have to look I, that up. I don't, I, hmm. yeah, I, think I don't know. Catches. I think he's still the primary catcher. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. But yeah, um, I feel like it's everybody else thinking he should play first now, but he still plays catcher. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at it. Um uh, well, it doesn't matter. I'm just gonna keep moving on. <laughs> so then uh and then uh so Kurt Casale, their backup catcher, is hurt, and then Lestella and Darren Ruff, uh one of their pitchers, also they have hammy issues, so Lestella's been on the shelf. And Brandon Belt's been on the 10 days since 526, and he's one of their great, their best hitters. So they are also winning while injured. <laughs> so we're going to see probably see some dudes that you've never heard of. I wonder if they're going to cheer for Matt Duffy, if Matt Duffy can make it back with his hurt <laughs> back. Um, offensively, uh, our, we're even. You know, uh, we have a 736. They have a 729. Or no, we reverse that. They have a 736 OPS. We have a 729. They're ninth and 10th in the majors. Uh, Giants have eight more home runs. They have that third most home runs. The Cubs have the seventh most home runs in the majors. The Giants walk more than the Cubs. They're sixth. The Cubs are ninth. Nice. Yep. Um, The Giants strike out a little bit more. The sixth most in the majors. Cubs are eighth most. Um... Cubs are fourth in stolen bases. Giants are 19th, so don't expect them to be running. Uh, the Giants have scored seven more runs. Um, and let me put up their offense. Here's, what, here's who they're throwing out there. Um, their best hitter, I mean, it's probably it's kind of amazing to see, but Buster Posey sitting there, 987. Uh, and he is listed as their catcher. It, and still, yeah, I do. I did wonder, like, did they move him off? Because he's kind of getting old. Um, but hey, so is Yachty. 987 um, OPS for Buster. 10 home runs. So that he's their best hitter. Um, Brandon Belt's been on the shelf, but he's got an 824 OPS. And then uh, Evan Longoria. So they got a lot of veterans on this team. Um, you know, Evan Longoria's got nine home runs. Brandon Crawford leads the team with 11. So they've been doing it with, they got a, you know, it's funny because you'd see that team and see some of those names that I just said. And then you think back to when, you know, 2015 Cubs, we were just talking earlier and that that was the team that was kind of even with the Cubs. And we faced them obviously in the, the uh, NLDS of uh, 2016, 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we've, they've been right there this whole time. They have similar Brandon Crawford, like that. Those same guys are still hanging around. I don't know where they are in their contracts and, you know, but a lot of the same names there, Posey. And, and they have come out of the blue this year as well. I don't think anybody thought that they would be this good at this point. They were an the afterthought. Like they were, they were nobody. Like I said, this was going to be the Dodgers and the Padres division, yeah. and those two are going to battle it out. And and no one ever thought the Giants were going to do anything. So again, we're we're now at at a point now where you're two months in. You know what I mean? You're about a third of your season in. And so this is, again, this is really where you're starting to wonder, are the Giants for real or do they just get hot at the right time and are they going to come back to earth? Yeah. And they could say the same thing about us. You know what I mean? I don't know if the Giants yeah. are for real. Yeah. And then you look at uh, their pitching, the 338 uh, 
ERA beats the Cubs team ERA at three sixty. The Cubs are or the Giants are sixth and the Cubs are ninth. Um, which is also nice. very nice. nice. Yeah. And then uh, but the bullpens, the Cubs are still second. They the Padres still have the best bullpen in the majors right now, even after that series. Which is amazing after that series that yeah, they just went through. Yeah, but the but the Cubs are closing in on that. They got a two sixty four bullpen ERA, which is second, um, because our bullpen is awesome, and uh, the Giants have a three ninety four, which is just average uh, as far as bullpens go. And we'll take a look at some of these arms. Here's where you're going to get into more names that you've never heard of. Uh, you know, I know we maybe know a little bit of Wandy Peralta from his time with the Brewers, but there's it's not that impressive. But they got a guy, um, it, their best pitcher, uh, Tyler Rogers has taken 27.2 innings. He's got a whip under one and a 163 ERA. But, uh, you know, a lot of this other stuff is unimpressive. Um, for uh, A lot of ERAs in the fours. Uh, the only other one of note is a guy named Caleb Barriger or Barriger with a .52 ERA. We got a couple of those on the Cubs right now as well. So they've got a bunch of dudes you never heard of that are going to – Jake McGee is their closer. So – that that aspect of the Giants is quite different. Um, they've uh, given up the seventh most home runs. Their bullpen, Cubs fourth least. The Cubs have given up the most, the fourth most walks. The Giants the fourth fewest. So don't be looking for the free pass. Uh, the Cubs are second in strikeouts in, in out of their bullpen, and the Giants have the second fewest. So look for a lot of contact out of their um, their bullpen. Like they'll yeah. be putting it over the plate. This series worries me, especially coming out of what we just saw against San Diego where uh, the Cubs scored almost everything on home runs. You don't do that out at whatever the name of their park is now. Like Candlestick, AT&T, Pendleston, I don't know. AT&T Park, right? Google, Google Park. Whatever the fuck it is, it's big and it's on the water and it's often – kind of like just muggy and chilly yeah well i'll get to the weather in a second but i'll tell you about the defense first is that the giants have the fewest errors in the majors so they are playing a tight defense right now the cubs are just below average and um their 718 defensive efficiency ratio or dur is better than drum roll please we made it to 700. We're in the 700 club. We have a 700 dur. So Oh, that's what that dude was doing. He was on the field celebrating the Cubs making it to the 700 yeah. club. That's exactly. all it was. It was a 700. It was a Pat Robertson guy. So here's here's the weather. Here's what we got. Um, it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be like weirdly cold for spring and probably cold at night for three of these games are kind of are at night. They're at eight, well, 645 their time. So it'll get cold by the end of these games down in the low 50s. Um, highs in the low 60s for all the games, but at least it doesn't look like there's going to be any rain and we won't have a rain out. So that's good. Um because the only thing worse than playing four games in San Francisco on a West Coast road trip is having to come back to San Francisco at some point later in the season to play a doubleheader yeah. or, or, oh, or, or any game, you know. So, um, so yeah, that it's they're going to get them in. They're going to get them in. And um, game one, we got Zotch Davies. Uh, he's going to go up against Anthony DiSclefani, who we know from being 
a uh, a Reds pitcher for years and years. And yeah. Zach Davies, he only gave up one on two hits. He went five. He's had a really good May, and let's hope it. And that's he had a really terrible April. So let's hope he's not one of those dudes like you know Quintana would be like just lights out for a month, and then he'd give up eight runs, four starts in a row, and then he'd come back and be lights out. Like hopefully we'll he can continue this streak. They're being ginger with Davies. He only pitched sixty five pitches last time, but the ERA is coming down. So I like. I can see. I can see in the big ballpark. Uh, you know, possibly allowing him to go a little bit deeper, not being quite so worried about the hard contact. And uh, the Giants, uh, they haven't seen him a lot. Brandon Crawf- Crawford's seen him the most. He's only two for 12. Nobody. And I'm. Oh, it's called Oracle Park now. Thank you. I don't know who put Thank that. you, Chip Paleo and Eric Campbell also yeah. brought that up. Yeah, um, we're, we're spoiled by just having it one called one thing our our baseball field has been called one thing um but and it's a corporate sponsor that doesn't even pay to be the corporate sponsor it's like which is the best corporate sponsor ever (laughs) exactly (laughs) but uh yeah there's not much to see here uh really at all um as far as uh, what what uh, anybody has done but nobody has hit a home run off of Zach Davies, so th- I just jinxed that there. Um, Di Sclafani. Yeah, that's uh, going to be a leadoff homer, Danny. Di Sclafani, two starts ago, gave up 10 runs on nine hits, walked three against the Dodgers, Ooh. and couldn't get out of the third. But the time before that, he went. He pitched 107 pitches and only gave up one earned run through seven innings and struck out seven. So that, that was back-to-back starts, and then he was only able to go um, – not you get got knocked out in the fifth inning after giving up two runs to the Dodgers in uh, on May 28th as well. So uh, it's been a mixed bag with him, but he's been mostly good this year. And the Cubs have seen him a lot, a whole ton. Uh, Rizzo's got two home runs off of him. Chris Bryant's got two home runs off him. Jock Peterson's got three home runs and 12 at-bats off of him. So uh, it's looking good for some of our sluggers coming in here. Um, you know, the only one that really kind of – is not good against him is uh, Wilson, but even he's got a home run. Baez got a home run. I'm, I'm feeling good about this one, but maybe Di Sclafani's better than he used to be. Um, well, but, I mean, instead of hitting in that band box that he had in Cincinnati, yeah, I mean, he's got to be a little bit better. That might have something to do with those, you know, home runs, but Jock Peterson's probably not, maybe. Um, and then, so I like us in game one. I do. And that game's at 845 Central Time. So get ready for some late nights, uh, late night banter, everybody. Because I'll, yeah. I'll be, I'll be watching. Real, real quick, it's eleven two Dodgers. Ha ha, fools! Jake Arrieta in game two. He's five and five with a four forty one going against Logan Webb, who's four and three with a three eighty six. This game's also at eight forty five on Friday night. Jake Arrieta. Not great last time he went out there, got knocked out in the fourth, gave up five runs, though only two earned. Um, you know, it's been pretty – it's not been great. It's Jake's not been great. Uh, you know, he was good. He's getting worse, it seems like. It's going the wrong, so uh, Zach Davis is going the right direction. It looks like Jake's going the wrong direction. It does. It does. And the Giants have seen Jake a ton, and luckily for us, they're terrible against him. But obviously a lot of that's the old Jake. You got Brandon Crawford seeing him the most. He's batting 136. 
the most he's gotten is a double off of him. He's got 10 strikeouts and 22 at-bats, so half the time Jake's K in him. Buster Posey's even worse, batting .095, two hits and 21 at-bats. So uh, I like how this is shaped. Brandon Belt's bad off him if he comes back. Longoria, not good. So Yeah, and Jake has a uh, a big home run there in the NLDS. Huge, huge. So, At that I, I ballpark. So. so that's – this is looking good for us again. Um, and then uh, he's going up against, uh, what's his name? Logan Webb, who I didn't hear of till today. And <laughs> he went out uh, last time and uh, he w- was against the Dodgers and he two runs, one earned on one hit and only went five. And he gave up no runs through uh, six hits through six. I mean, he's been pretty good. He's had a, only really one rough start against Colorado at Colorado, but he struck out 10 against Texas at home on May 11th. Like, I don't know who this guy is, but um, Jock Peterson and Nick Martini are the only ones who have faced him. And uh, they actually did pretty good off him. They got, they got hits anyway. That's it though. Hits. Four hits and ten total at bats. That's all the only people that have seen him. Um, that's that's what I'm worried about. It seems like they got this young hot shot pitcher, and uh, maybe we get carved up by him. So that one's a toss up. Can Jake can Jake refine his San Francisco magic, or will the rookie uh, shut us out? Well, we'll we'll see. Um, now one of the the month's best pitcher in the National <laughs> League, is going to go out there for the Giants on uh, the, the next day, Kevin Gaussman, who's 6-0 and with a 140 ERA. Oof. And he went six innings, gave up no runs, and struck out seven with only two hits. In fact, he hasn't given up a run in his last three starts. And he's, he's only due. Up, he's due. Uh, he hasn't given up more than one run in a start since April 13th. So that was a long time ago. So that's why he won. Uh, he struck out 12 against Pittsburgh on May 14th. So, dude's a freaking stud. And uh, the Cubs have not seen him all that much. But Doc Peterson has a home run. Jake Marisnik, if he can manage, comes back. to come back as a home run. Javi's got a homer. Hayward's got a home run. Homer, if he can come back. Wilson's got a homer. Like, our numbers are decent against Gaussman. They've seen him. They've got some experience. Um, and then um, – well, no, that is that game. I, I said everybody, didn't I? Oh, no, I didn't. Uh, Cole Stewart. Hendricks and Cueto. Cole Stewart, who we didn't – well, Cole Stewart we didn't even talk about. He just has the one start for the Cubs, and we kind of already talked about that. was game one of the series. Put his pitching lineup. Uh, he went two strikeouts, uh, one walk, uh, one run, three hits against the tough San Diego offense. And um, the, and I know that the, uh, the, the Giants have not seen him at all. Cueto is going to go in the next game, um, and uh, let's see. This is what Cueto, he's been good again. Uh, he's older player, veteran now. One run on five hits against the Angels last time he went out. Went seven innings. But some of his outings, you know, maybe he's kind of in a similar state to a Jake at this point, you know, or a Lester or somebody like that. Because he started the the year in April as you know doing pretty well, then he looks like he missed a few weeks with something, and since he's come back, he hasn't been great. So uh, it's not the Cueto we used to know. We'll find out how much of he is himself uh, of the past, but obviously it comes to seeing him a lot. 
Rizzo's got two home runs. Hayward's got two home runs if he can come back. Jock's seen him a lot, but bat's really low. Same with Rizzo. Rizzo's only four for 30, but two of them are dongs. And Anyway, the, the numbers aren't good off Cueto. Same, and it, it kind of reminds me of the Jake Arrieta numbers. Uh, the Cubs overall batting 204. So, but they've got a, they get, but they've seen him. But I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, you know, advantage Cubs just from seeing him so much. And I don't know. And then Hendo, he's going to go out there game four. <laughs> he was okay. You know, gave up the two home runs. Not great. Um, it's not the Hendo that you want or that you thought you had maybe this coming into this year. It hasn't been a wonderful year for him. 462 and run average. Three runs last time he went out there last night. Um, Six innings pitched. I mean, at least he's given you more length than some of the other guys. You'd like to see him, you know, get it, get some of that magic back, you know, like against Detroit where he gave up the one run, struck out eight. Like, you just like to see a little bit more of that, a little bit more consistency. And then um, the Giants, they've seen him a lot too. And the other one that does well off of him is uh, Brandon Belt. He's got a home run. It's the only home run, and he's batting 368, but everybody else sucks. Posey sucks off him. Crawford sucks. Flora, Wilmer Flores sucks off of him. So I like our chances in this game as well. Um, there, there's your matchups. So uh, do you want to do a little uh, temperature check, as they say, in uh, many businesses? Today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, take it. How are you guys feeling about this? Do you think we can continue this uh, West Coast road trip in a positive fashion? I got this one going. Uh, I hate four-game series, and I, I could see it being a, a 2-2 split. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Carly. Yeah, and, just, and, and that's okay, right? Like I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I – it's it's weird. You wonder about the momentum factor of the really great send off they just got sweeping the Padres and you know just kind of going. I know the the team feels like they're clicking, you know, that they found a certain vibe to themselves. I feel like beating teams like the Mets and sweeping them and sweeping the Dodgers and sweeping the Padres gives some of these young players real confidence. And the veterans already know they can do that stuff now if they can but if you can really find that magic and use you know the crowd's been hopping out there and i know jock jock's getting real comfortable with us out there and left he's giving us the hang loose he's you know he's throwing us he's throwing up signs he's doing one out two outs with us he's interacting everybody's feeling it now so i wonder right but they're they're going on the road it's a long way and San Francisco, much like San Diego, is now the best team in the league, and they got to go up against them. And that's what's a little bit concerning. I'm with you though. San Francisco lost today, right? So they have a, a, a one game. Oh, yesterday. My bad. One game losing streak going into this, but they do have the day off uh, if they didn't play today. Then that means, um, you know the. The Cubs are coming in hot, but a rested team that's also playing pretty well right now. I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's it's just you know it's always tough to go. Well, 
Maybe it'll be like 2015, like you said at the beginning of the show, and then we'll get some awesome series where all the games will be tight and exciting, and we'll lose a lot of sleep because the games are so late. Yeah. Um, Again, I really hope that they're able to turn the switch and get base hits because home runs relying on the home run, not, you know, not, I mean, obviously a home run's great, but just trying to rely on the home runs in Oracle park is that's not a good plan. And before the last road trip, they weren't playing so well on the road. They had a great last road trip and that was the only, and they still have a losing record. Even though they only won, lost one game on the last road trip, they still are under 500 by yeah. a lot, I think, still. If they so. come out of so they've got seven games on the road uh, against, again, against the Padres after the, the Giants, which is ridiculous trying to see them twice in a week. But if they can get through this four and three, that's a, I think that's a big win. I'll take it. Yeah, I would yeah. say uh, any any West Coast road trip that you at least go five hundred on is like you'd I, I, it, to me. It just is always just bad memories of those those West Coast parks, the time zones, just all sorts of funky shit. I just don't like it, and so yeah, I'm trying to do whatever. And like we were talking about before, they used to do them twice a year, and they would be for like ten days. Mm-hmm. And by the time they were done. They were usually just getting their asses handed to them. Like yeah, they were going go, go two and eight and shit, just a <laughs> ten game for going. They, they looked like the Padres this week, so I didn't realize. But the Padres, the Cubs were their third of three cities. Like they went Brewers, Astros, and then uh, Chicago. Cubs. Like so, they haven't been back in a while, uh, and. Just the third series, but that's what they used to do all the time. They used to do Giants, Dodgers, Padres, and then come home, and they would just get beat down. I'm sure West Coast teams feel the same way about going all the way east and, like, you know, when they got to go play the Phillies and the Mets and the Marlins on a trip, like, you know. At least it's not the middle of the night for them. It's like like 2 o'clock in the afternoon those games are starting or something on the West Coast, (laughs) you know. But um, and I did want to mention that Sunday is a day game, so that kind of it's a three forty five start, I believe. Um, yeah, so that's like a one forty five to five three oh five, and yeah. Saturday six fifteen. So that's reasonable for us too. So it's a day game for them, uh, and I guess is that the game of the week? I was wondering. It is that game's on Fox, unfortunately. Mm. So and uh, yeah, so that's so is that going to be a Joe Buck game? I mean, you know, it's like you get like, ESPN and you're like, ah, fucking A-Rod and bullshit. And then you're like, oh, Fox. Oh, wait. God damn, it might be Joe Buck. So once again, I want to remind everybody uh, that you can – I'm going to drop a link in the chat for the club400cubs.com forward slash donate. $50 donation for every single ticket for the tailgate on September 18th. Um, that's going to be a – Hell of a good time, and I can guarantee that that much merriment will be made. So you want to be a part of it. Um, now let's uh, let's finish the show with our these flexing cubes. Who's got what? I've got one. Okay, you want to save it? It's not very. No, it's not very good. So let's start with that because (laughs) (laughs) then everybody can forget about my shitty uh, these fucking cubes. Uh, Alden Gonzalez says Cubs look really good. 
Maybe they can trade for a top of the rotation starter in July. A U Darvish type, maybe. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. How much better is this team if you have got, like, you Darvish's two-point-something starting pitching ERA and his 79 strikeouts or whatever? Oh, my <laughs> what God. If we had a, an actual stopper? Like, somebody who's fucking just what stopping if, people. Shit, what if we had him in – I mean, you, you wouldn't want Dave – I mean, what if you had him instead of, like, I don't know, Arietta or Williams? Yeah, Williams, who who knows when he's going to be back. Yeah. So I kind of was laughing at that at the lineup that was put out today. I thought there's no way the Cubs are winning with this lineup today, and so David Ross Mask, aka at J Madden's glasses, says, "So can we keep winning with the lineup of Bryant, Baez, Peterson, Contreras, Hap, Sneezy, Sleepy, and Doc?" Right? <laughs> I believe. Hi ho! I believe we can. It's off to sweep we go. Um. Here, I, I got this one. This is actually from the Ranters page, and it's a, a ranter named Scott Passmore, friend of the show. Uh, I just, I just love this. Uh, this, uh, this is a, a traditional flexing cube. Scott says, "I fucking hate the Padres with the heat of a thousand suns. How the fuck did we trade them our best pitcher and backup catcher for a pile of garbage? Fuck you, Tom Ricketts, and fuck you, Jed Hoyer." So that's a, he's feeling he's feeling oh, something there. You know what? Okay, I this is Scott. I understand. Yeah, I'm I'm with him. This isn't a flexing cube, uh, but I I put this together in about four minutes before the show, and I thought, yeah, this is good. This is a this is a picture of David Ross uh, in the Cubs dugout right or in the Cubs locker room right now, trying to get everybody hyped for the road trip. Hey, yeah, yeah. So, uh, they're they're going to be taking uh, every time they win, they take a little bit off of uh, Tom Ricketts' uh, poster board. There, well, that's it. I, you know, it's funny we we're on the same page because I had one of these too. A drunk <laughs> Harry Carey actually tweeted out, and it was Tom Ricketts' head photoshopped onto that woman from Major League, and you could see the fold. You guys stink, and David Ross is is uh, head is uh, on top of the Indians manager. Oh, so and, much better than mine. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really was superior. But uh, it, it, We're, we're going to go with a uh, another uh, visual one right here. This is what happened between Craig, Craig Kimbrell and Joe West yesterday. So if you didn't see this, uh, Craig Kimbrell went out, uh, and he was talking to the umpires, and they made him change his hat. And so Sorry, Joe West, <laughs> Joe West tells uh, David Ross, "I need to see Kimbrel's hat before he goes in." And Ross, he looks at him, says, "That's fine." He goes, "Here you go," and he gives him one of those hats, those ice cream hats filled helmet with a Sunday, sun- yeah, helmet Sunday. <laughs> and all you see is Joe Rod, Joe uh, West, and. <laughs> All clean with the chocolate smeared all over his face. Oh, God. That's that absolutely good. hilarious. That's funny. Um, I got one that's, and this one's not really Cubs related. I just, I, I just, this person's a Cubs fan and I follow them and they, and they were talking about, uh, the, this veiled prophet. Do you know what was happening with that? The what? Like a, yeah. Something was happening in St. Louis and it's, it's a, right. like a white supremacist St. Louis thing uh anyway uh, M- uh meredith uh, mornista said the girl that i bullied the most in high school was part of veiled of the veiled prophet shit all i have to say is that i have no zero regrets about taking your boyfriend to a concert and fucking him while you were still a virgin eileen and then mike who uh, who's hawks C- bears cubs 
uh, on Twitter said, safe to say he didn't lower his glasses. Come on, Eileen. (laughs) You were supposed to sing that last bit, I think. Come on, Eileen. Uh, (laughs) So Meredith does not care. She has no fucks to give about anybody who is a failed prophet. And neither do I. Fuck you. No, fuck all you. So Cub Charity says, caption contest. What priceless Cubs advice is Ryan Sandberg passing along in this photo? And Joe Crunchy at Joe Crunchy says, pass the Dutchie upon the left-hand side. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, he's got like his hand, like he's holding a little little joint, like or like the end of a roach or something. (laughs) Well, yeah, and and we now know that Ryan Sandberg is a big pothead. Fucking just found out about pot recently. Wasn't aware of it somehow (laughs) and and, uh, really enjoys it. Yeah. Uh, me too. I do too. I got, do you have one more, Danny, or are you done? I believe that's it. But there's one in the brand here. It says TFC Danny Rocket. Yeah, TFC we- Danny Rocket. So Danny Rocket at Sunrento said, this effing guy, it's a old man with a Cubs jersey and a Padres hat. And Discipio.com says, does he have kids on both teams? Did Marquis interview him twice? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah, that's great. It's like when Will, Wilson Contreras' dad comes when, like, his when, when his brother's playing for the Braves or something, and the, the dad's got both sons out there. So, uh, yeah, that's I'm 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 out of cubes. Yeah, I'm done. About, done. Did you have this? Oh no, we already did that one. All right. Well, uh, I got a treat for everybody, which is an oldie but a goodie. Is uh, it a new song? A different song? It is not a different song. Is a new song from? Well, it's a different you, one. We I feel like we've been we've kind of gotten in a rut with our songs on this show. Well, I know I'm just, because I didn't upload anymore. I've, <laughs> I've got hundreds of them, you know, but I just like forget before I'm like, oh, I should have a new song. Well, guess what? This is a new old song, and it's actually from when the Cubs went and played San Francisco back in 2016. And those that don't know the story, I know Michael knows that we stayed at a real flea bag in, and I got bit by bed bugs all night long. And Danny is a bed bug magnet. magnet. Oh, way. dude, because yeah. I'm allergic to it. Like, I think a lot of people get bit by the bed bugs, but they're not that allergic to it. So they're like, oh, I think my arm's itchy. But for me, you know, I swell. I'm like a canary in a coal mine here. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm in that bed. I get bit by a bed bug, and my foot is, like, you know, 50 times its size the next day, and I'm, like, bleeding out. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> so anyway, uh, this is You're called- getting mixed up with your gout now. Oh, God, I can't even tell the difference. So, uh, I think I had a pretty good case of gout too on this trip, but uh, you know, <laughs> let's let's go Cubs in San Francisco, which is was a song I wrote uh, right as the Cubs were beating San Francisco um, in in the NLDS 2016. And uh, if you guys recall, they went on to win the World Series. So, let's go Cubs in San Francisco to the tune of "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go," um, as uh, Mr. Dave Kaplan. Uh, likes to say uh from time to time uh if i could find it and i can't but he's spookog or or spookog or go cubs backwards backwards oh no here it is here it is spookog or go cubs backwards thank you david (laughs) i love it spookog 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 
And Martin Luther King Out at AT&T on Monday night Watching the Cubbies fighting the good fight We're advertising Patrick's head Ariana, but we couldn't score Javi Baez Let's go Cubs in San Francisco Muhammad Ali and my girlfriend Nicole Let's go Cubs in San Francisco Hanging with Bartman and this freaking guy Let's go Cubs in San Francisco, these guys were kicked out by the Frisco Popo. Let's go, Cubs! In San Francisco, Brian gave it a ride. I'm with this freaking guy. Yeah, yeah. The Cubs ended up losing the game. But then we came right back here the very next day. Why'd you some march up for a name? Dressed like a giraffe with a furry mane. Come started lackey, what a goof. Public parking, I'm catching with Ruth. Disappointed, dressed in white. We were losing, but everything turned out alright. Let's go, cops! In San Francisco, just E.T. riding back to Chicago. Let's go, cops! In San Francisco, posing a picture, hey, this freaking guy. Let's go, cops! In San Francisco, what's this guy thinking? It's not Rocket 4 Let's go, cops! In San Francisco, yeah. Chapman closed it tonight. Check out this freaking guy! Yeah, yeah! Bedbugs. Umpire stretching, bottle glove. Al Capone is a baseball nut. Never stay here, you'll get bit in bed. Marlin's man and Lucille's getting fresh. Let's go Cubs in San Francisco Hayward is pointing and we're scoring Rizzo Let's go Cubs in San Francisco The Cubbies are winning, hey this freaking guy Let's go Cubs in San Francisco It's like I'm hanging out at a dead show Let's go Cubs in San Francisco Now I'm hanging with this freaking guy Let's go Cubs Hanging with this freaking guy I got bad bug bites on my body, yeah Bad bugs It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.